Thank you for joining us here on another exciting edition of the Lost Unlocked podcast with Chris and Brian. I'm not Chris. I'm, 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 I'm not Brian. La, la, la. Oh, that's kind of sticking in my head. Oh, it, it is catchy. I'm Chris. And, and I'm Brian. You're Brian. Welcome again to the Lost, Lost Unlocked podcast. To our exciting third <laughs> annual Locktober Locktober oh, podcast. Locktober part three. Yes. If, if you are new to the club, let me explain. Oh, please. Once a year, we dedicate a month to the greatest character in television history. That would be, of course, John Locke. <laughs> and, and this is, and, and we do a podcast. You know, it's a bit misleading to call it Locktober. Make it sound like a month when actually it's a podcast. <laughs> but I don't know. I on on a, on a different level, I celebrate the Locktober holiday by just watching Lock episodes. So did you actually celebrate Locktober by yeah. watching Lost? Yes. No, I watched uh, you know couple couple of good Lock episodes. Cabin Fever. I watched uh, Walkabout with Terry O'Quinn commentary. Nice. And other people, but who cares about... <laughs> about any other character? About who else was given commentary. Locke's the greatest. <laughs> the great Terry O'Quinn. Uh, did you happen to play the Lost video game? No, I'm afraid not. What? I have not jumped back into that yet. Oh, what a shame. Anything to celebrate Locktober. I know people... That our faithful listeners are geared up. They know. They know what to expect. For Locktober. Because it's the month we talk about no other character except Lock. Lock yes. <laughs> that, that is an accurate description, actually. And you actually told me before we got on the air here that... I don't know if you're trying to shake me, to wake me, or what, but you told me this is the last... Lock. Oh, this is yes. October. No. We are, we are here. We're on the final October, Chris. You know, we've known for quite some time that this upcoming uh, sixth season would be the final one. But I, I've got to tell you, it did not really sink in for me until earlier today when I was doing mental preparation for the show, and I thought, wow, the the final October podcast. That is, yeah, that is just jarring. This truly is the beginning of the end. Yeah, I guess it is, but um, now now we're just gonna hit milestone after milestone. It's like, well, that was the last season premiere. That was the last <laughs> second episode of the season. The last everything. 
Oh, what about the, the last, last Lost Unlocked podcast? That's the last podcast. Oh, man. Uh, man, I'm down. I, I don't even feel like continuing. <laughs> no. You have ruined the October spirit, Chris. It, it's here. Look. How the Chris stole October. This is what everything is building up to. It is the celebratory breath of celebrating lost. <laughs> Did I say that? I, yeah, I, I think. What? I'm pretty sure those words just came out of your mouth. I, I don't know. I'm a bit surprised myself. Yeah, that sounded like I, I lost. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Well, um, hey, uh, this week, not this week, this year's Locktober show is a bit different from previous years in that, um, we, we, you know, we've been doing this a few times. We've done several podcasts dedicated to Lock. There's only so much uh, analyzation, you know, the character can have before we become repetitive, more repetitive than usual. We were fairly repetitive, but hmm. in fact, I just like saying repetitive over and over. That might be part of the problem. Lock. But uh, on this show, we have uh, really exciting contributions from multiple people in the community. And uh, oh, I, I I mean, like that's what drives our podcast, really. Absolutely, yes. And the, in fact, I uh, don't mean to interrupt you, but you want to go ahead and, for those who did not contribute, oh, kind of uh, give us a contact info. Contact info. Certainly. If you'd like to contribute to the show in any way, shape, or form, feel free to email us at lostandlocked at gmail.com. That's right, lostunlocked at gmail.com. If you have audio feedback, you can call it in at 770-393-5263. Island. You, can, you should join our Facebook group and help us on our quest to reach 316 members. Uh, follow me on the Twitter. Twitter.com slash guy. Um, what else? We have the forum, lostandlock.proboards.com. There you will find a chat box in which you can interact with other people. That's cool. Do Our it. blog spot? We have a blog, the lostandlock.blogspot.com. Download the show in the iTunes Music Store. Leave a comment. I think that's it. Wow. I think you finally hit the uh, exact uh, number of seconds our little drone played. I... Yes. Very good. It's about time. We're getting to the end, so I finally know how to fill that much time. But all the contact this month is purely lock-based and lock-driven. That's right. Lock it in. (laughs) Yes. I can't wait. So without without much further ado, shall we jump into some exciting lock feedback? I am anxious to hear it. All right. Very cool. Uh, first up, we have an email from our friend Trent at the Mannerscast, mannerscast.com. Uh, he says, top of the morning, I was listening to last year's Locktoberfest podcast for the first time in preparation for this year, and I am shocked at the accuracy of predictions made by Brian in this episode. <laughs> Number one. Ben killed Locke. Number two, Ooh. actual time travel will happen. Well, I feel, nice. I feel Predictions, yeah, Brian. Well, thank you. I, I feel like a bit of a jerk reading this. It's kind of like a, hey, you know, hey, Brian, you're so awesome. So tell us how awesome you are moment. Now, were these your but predictions I, I, or were they part mine? Um, I, I I know that Ben killed Locke was all me. I think you were hesitant to get on that train of thought. Right. 
I thought I might have suggested the actual time travel happen. I don't know. Maybe that was Perhaps. you. Perhaps. Yeah, both of us. I think we we're in agreement. Okay. Because uh, there definitely was some time travel buildup. It was a slow progression to actual physical time travel. But that's nice predictory skills. <laughs> Certainly. Wow. To that he says, huzzah. Oh, yes. Huzzah right back at you, sir. <clears throat> so thank you, Trent Armstrong. So that was last October. Yes, one year ago today, in fact. Before we knew the Ben killed Locke, which, I'll see which episode we get that in. The life and death of Jeremy Bentham? The, well, the Ben killing Locke? Right. But I'm trying to think how many episodes before the finale. Was that like the second one? The third one right before the end? Are we talking about what, where the life and death of Jeremy Bentham took place? Yeah. I, I believe it was the seventh episode of the season. Oh, the seventh. Okay. I believe it was the seventh or eighth. I could be, you know, mm. I should be more sure. But that's pretty cool. And actual time travel will happen. And I think that was in the context of talking about Desmond's time travel things because his consciousness time traveled and... Yes. We kind of said, "Hey, real time travel. Forget the consciousness." Yeah, kind of. Yeah, because up to that point, it kind of felt like the writers were dipping their toe in the time travel pool. Yeah. Like, All right, let's give it a shot. Like his, you know, his mind went back in time. Maybe <laughs> he met this old lady, and then I, I think, uh, I think those two Desmond time travel episodes had such a uh, positive response from the fans that they absolutely had to take that one more step. Yeah. To actual physical time travel. So, great. Thanks for bringing that to our attention, Trent. That is, had we not gone back and listened, we might have glossed right over that. Uh, what kind of insight do you have for this coming year, Brian? Oh, you know, <laughs> I've got, uh, I have a few predictions. Yeah? Yeah, okay. I, I guess I should put them on the record. Um, okay. Well, I, I've made it, I've made it, um known that I believe that Locke will actually come back to life. It's not, not much of a prediction. It's more of a hope. A dream, really. It is a hope. But yeah, I, I could see that happening. Could be a reality. Maybe. Maybe a separate reality. Due to the, yeah, the uh, Jughead. Um, anyway, on to our next email. Separate reality. Yeah, separate mm. reality. You okay, know, next because, email. This is the bomb. <laughs> And I was also playing off of the book that <laughs> Young Ben gave to Saeed, A right. Separate Reality. All right. Okay. Next up, we have an email from the Dharma Barista, who says, Hey, guys, I was rewatching The Life and Death of Jeremy Bentham today and noticed something interesting. When Locke was still in the hospital in Tunisia and Widmore was talking to John, he told him that to help John go back, he, wanted, he told him that he wanted to help John go back. Sorry. Okay. Uh, John asks, why? Why would you help me? And Widmore replies that there is a war coming. And right. if Locke is not back on the island when it happens, the wrong side is going to win. Hmm. Now it seems that thus far, as soon as Locke got back to the island, he has been nothing but a tool used by Jacob's nemesis. Yeah, his body's the tool. Yes. And nemesis used Locke to deliver a stunning blow to Jacob's team. So, was Widmore working with the Nemesis? Is the team is that the team that Widmore plays for? Or 
did he mean that Locke had to go back so that the others would go back in time and set off the bomb? Oh. Or is it something else altogether? I don't know. I would appreciate any thoughts. So, Chris, what do you think? That's a nice dual-sided question because Locke could be used uh, by the Black Smoke Monster and Widmore could have been against him. But then again, the ultimate purpose was setting off that bomb, which could change all reality. So I, I don't know. It, it all depends on whether or not the bomb changed things. Yes, I, you know, I, I think that uh, the Dharma Barista brings up a, uh, an excellent example of the writers being very intentionally ambiguous. It's like, well, it could mean this, it could, could mean, mean that. that. Well, if it does mean that the bomb did change things... Yes. Then Locke, it's kind of like they said, hey, you've got to go back. Um, that's almost, um, what am I trying to think of? Locke didn't really go back. I mean, it was his body. Yeah. They were saying, how'd they put it? Did they say you have to die? Uh, Widmore didn't say that. That was only sp- that was... spoken by Christian. Okay. That's right. So, I think Woodmore is... I think he's bad. Okay, you think he is the villain? Yes. All right. You think he is uh, currently uh, twirling a mustache? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, mm, I, okay, interesting. So, if that were the case, are you somehow implying that Ben is... A good guy? Was he telling the truth all those years ago when he told Michael, hey, we're, we're the good guys? Ooh. <laughs> I wish you wouldn't ask me these questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, that, I mean, some good points right there, brought up by Dharma Barista. And thanks for using the word Tunisia. Tunisia. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, our old friend... Microsoft somebody would, oh, yeah. would have liked to have said yeah. that. Anyway. I miss that guy. <laughs> uh, thanks for the feedback. And we have some feedback here from Talkster Korea. Talkster in Korea. Who says, I have always felt Locke pulled the trigger and killed the undercover cop at the commune. Okay, so he's referring oh, to... Oh, that's bringing up some... Memories? Yes, he's referring to the events of Further Instructions. Okay. The third episode of season three? The pot-growing friends? Yes. Of Locke? Yeah, Locke and his <laughs> commune buddies. And this is when Locke took the friend out and pulled a gun on him. Yes. But we didn't see a shot. We didn't see, you know. But he's saying... Well, we, we, see, we, see, we see Locke lower the gun and... Eddie, the undercover cop, walks away, but uh, Talkster believes that Locke actually pulled the trigger. That's pretty harsh. He continues saying, I feel that the scene was cut short, like the we-have-to-go-back scene with Kate and Jack, that there is another part we haven't seen. Oh, that's, yeah, the writers have done that before. That is a favorite trick. So, Talkster in Korea is saying it's going to happen again, and he specifically says that's the scene they're going to do it on. Why does he think this happened? Well, he says he will divulge. He says, along the themes of black and white, meaning good and evil, who are the good and who are the bad guys? Talkster continues to theorize by saying, we know that Locke was possessed 
by Jacob's nemesis. And he believes this nemesis is Smokey the Smoke Monster. But when did the possession happen? We all were led to believe this possession occurred after Ben killed Locke. Well, well, yeah, well, not immediately after, but upon his body's return to the island yeah, was my assumption. That's what I would assume. But he says, um, oh, yeah, he says after Ben killed Locke and his body was put on the plane. Yes. But what explains his miracle in surviving the circumstances surrounding his birth? Hmm. True. He was uh, three months premature after his okay. mother was hit by a car. That's true. That could be... Somewhat miraculous. It's fairly miraculous. I mean, it, it's amazing he survived, but I don't know if you'd call it an outright miracle. We, we don't know yet, but... It's a Locktober miracle. <laughs> he says his drawings in the orphanage may hint that along the way he was somehow influenced by Smokey. That Locke was predestined to do all that he did, including evil acts. Including the evil acts. Like being a cop killer. Oh. <laughs> because if he were to be arrested, Smokey would lose his loophole. Huh. So he's saying if Locke got caught. Yes. Then he would he would have never made it to the island. Made it to the island, yeah. That would have ruined the plan. That Locke would be in jail, and even if released on parole, he wouldn't be able to travel abroad. And events would not transpire that the way they did hmm. for... Our friend Black Smoke. <coughs> so, according to Talkster, Smokey, who is all things evil, directly guided Locke throughout his life. Oh, no. I don't like where this is going. Oh, continue. Meaning... I think I have a counterpoint. And I know this is a crushing blow that Locke is evil. What? Talkster! Oh, for for shame. Come here, stand in the corner. (laughs) I I am ready to entirely dismiss this theory. I am ready to hear it, Brian. What do you got? No, wait. Uh, I I, I was hoping that'd be your cue to continue reading. Okay, well, I'm going to continue reading then. He does finish this by saying, Before you dismiss this entirely, you must note that in stories, it is the evil character or the antagonist, or the bad guy, that moves the plot of a story along and makes it more interesting. And the good guys on Lost? Jack, Jacob, and what lies in the shadow group? Well, as for Ben and the rest, as Mongo says, they're only pawn in the game of life. Hmm. That's heavy. Uh, I don't know. I mean... I just used a Greg Brady term. Dude, that's heavy. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. No, you're, you're actually Greg Brady's uh, alternate uh, persona, Johnny Bravo. <laughs> and what is that that the doc says? Oh, there must be something wrong with gravity. You keep saying everything's heavy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great line. Oh. Great Scott. So, Locke is evil, and um, he is the primary story mover. To be fair... Uh, we did see Locke well, after he was pushed out of an eight-story window and fell uh, horrifically to the ground. It was not the smoke monster, but Jacob, who was there on the scene 
and appeared to resurrect him. I, you know, I, I know that's up for debate, and it can be interpreted different ways. But huh. it, it always it always seemed to me that Locke was dead, and that Jacob somehow revived him through his touch. That's when the black smoke took over. What? <laughs> yeah, it's all there, the signs. You missed it? I think I did. You see the sign in the background? I missed the sign. <laughs> but, but, you know, I don't know. I, I think, I think um, not, not just Locke, but all Velocities have had some guidance uh, throughout their lives from both Jacob and the Smoke Monster, and I think they're all pawns in this game. Well... Jacob, Smoke Monster, and others of that caliber are definitely somewhat controlling, uh, correcting, um, guiding decisions made in this game. So, but you know... Are you saying that Lost is a game, Chris? Is that your theory? It could be. Lostisagame.com. Think of Lost in Space. Oh, yes. Okay. Mr. Smith, Dr. Smith. Okay. Evil guy. Is he? I'm not familiar with that franchise. Did you see the first couple episodes? I don't think so. Uh, Dr. Smith is very bad. Really? Yes. So he's like the Ben of Lost in Space. But, of course, once he gets out in space, he's almost the scaredy-cat goofball. Oh. You know, Hmm. a character. Like Gilligan. Seems like a lame character turn. But, uh, you know, get him away from the Robinsons, he'd stab him in an instant. You know, behind their so back. He's cold blooded. He's very cold blooded. Plus, loony. Uh, he, he's, he's not very sharp in carrying out his cold blooded plans. Ben, on the other hand, although he may be cold blooded, he's extremely intelligent. And he's always one step ahead because he's seen the future. <laughs> oh, are, you, are you going back to that? What? Come on, Chris. There are only, what, 17 more episodes? I, I th- know. I think they would have shown that by now. Oh, they got to hold and something the, back. In the island hard drive. I wonder <laughs> I wonder when that'll uh, appear. Uh, thanks, Talkster in Korea. Let's. What else we got next, Brian? Yes. I'm excited. Yes, thank you, Talkster. A very thought-provoking email. Uh, next up, we have an email from regular contributor to the show, Guitar Architect. Guitar, guitar, architect. We should have guitar architect music. Oh, yes, we should. So, guitar architect says, it's amazing how how much um, of either two things is happening in these early episodes of Lost. Either the writers were giving us intricate, insightful, and inspiring clues all along, or I'm reading way too much into things. I'm going to vote a little bit of both. A little from column A, a little from column B. Yeah. Um, on the latest episode that I watched, entitled The Moth, there were a couple of lines that extended my belief that uh, Jack is indeed on the dark side, hmm. like the nemesis, and Locke is on the light side. Uh, I don't know if someone else whose feedback we read earlier would agree with that. Oh, well, 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 let's see. Let's hear Guitar Protect out. <laughs> At the very beginning of the episode, we see Jack packing some things to take back to the caves. And the following conversation ensues. Oh, I want to hear this. All right. Um, Well, it's a Jack and Kate scene, so I will read the Jack part, and perhaps you should be Kate. I'll try. You can try. Uh, Okay, I'm Jack. I I just came for a few things, and and this this was with my stuff. Hands her object. Oh, and and Kate says, So you're not staying. 
That's brilliant. <laughs> uh, call me a broken record, but caves are natural shelter, and it's a lot safer than living here on the beach. Hmm. End scene. Jack no. calls himself a broken record. Yes, notice that Jack calls himself a broken record. Hmm, this sounds a lot like the comment that Nemesis made in the incident when he said, They come, they fight, they destroy, they corrupt, it always ends the same. Sounds like a broken record to me. A broken record never ends. Hmm, so true. how can it end the same? Hmm. Ah, well, I don't know. I just found, mm -hmm. thought that funny no. to pull out of there, since I can say, oh, fail. <laughs> It's good though because a broken record means <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I, I, I'm shaking. I can't you're lost. Even, I, what? No broken. They, no, <laughs> I'm at a loss of words. No, but you've all you've heard the term. They sound like a broken record. Yes, all the time. It's the same. It's like repeating the same thing over and over and over. That's really what the saying means. Absolutely. Not that it never finishes. It just repeats, repeats, repeats. Repetition. Repeats. Repetition. Did I say repeats? Mm, I think so. <laughs> I think you did. So yeah, if Jack says, "Call me a broken record," but caves are a natural shelter, and then Nemesis says, "Oh, they always come and do the same thing." I I'd agree. They both seem to mirror a broken record. Okay. And Guitar Tech <laughs> continues. As far as Locke is concerned, a large portion of this episode deals with Charlie's struggles in trying to kick the habit with the aid of Locke. Uh, the connection to Jacob and the light side is that Locke doesn't take away Charlie's drug and get and get rid of it, uh, even though Charlie asks him to do so. Yep. He allows Charlie to have the choice, uh, to have his free will. Yes. Mm, yes. Sounds like Jacob. Uh, through this illustration of the moth uh, struggling in the cocoon, it shows that Charlie uh, and his struggle... Is going uh, the sorry, uh, tongue tangle. Oh. Let, let me rewind. Okay. He shows Charlie that the struggle is the way uh, you get strong enough to last when it is your time to emerge. Oh. Uh, he even says to Charlie, uh, <clears throat> "If I did, then you wouldn't have a choice." And having choices, making decisions based on more than instinct, is the only thing that separates uh, you from him. Pointing to the boar. Whoa. And then he promptly slits the boar's throat. Wow. Hmm. You know, that's... that's good. That, that is classic season one lock. I'm sorry. This... To derail the whole conversation. Really kind of like Twilight Zone to me right now. Deja vu. Because I reiterated this very same concept to someone this past week. Really? All about choice. Yes. Um, I was talking to someone. They were a little down about things going on at work. I was trying to encourage them, saying, you know, hey, don't don't focus on that. Because as a person, you've always got a choice. And you can't help what's going to happen in the future. You just need to try your best. And so I gave an example. I said, look at your dog right there. What's the difference between you and the dog besides the obvious things, you know? It's choice. An animal cannot starve itself. Did you know that? I did not know that. Not on purpose. Mm. Um, if an animal is hungry, it will eat. Unless by nature, it will not eat because of a natural instinct. So, it has no choice. Now, take a human. If a human says, I'm going to starve myself, and they are hungry, they can keep themselves from eating. By mere choice. 
So choice is pretty powerful. So in order to, though, like he's saying, Locke pointed to the boar. He made the same comparison, Charlie and the boar, that you have to make that choice in order to emerge, and you still have to go through the, uh, you know, the struggle to come out of that. That's, man, uh, that's some good spiritual insight. I'm going to go back and watch season one. That's heavy. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I, season one is uh, is uh, chock full of dialogue like that. Yeah, that uh, the writers really, I mean, like you say, we're pulling out these little scenes years later that... Um, are very deep, based in morals, and just shows you the depth of the significance of the themes in the show, the good and bad, black and white, just the talent of these writers, A+. plus. Yep, they definitely are the yeah. best around. A+. Plus. And um, on one quick final note, Guitar Architect says that if he and his wife have a son, they are seriously considering the name Liam. Oh! Liam. <laughs> And for those who don't know about Liam... That's a good name. Liam Pace. Yeah? Wonder if, wonder From if, where? Uh, he's considering the middle name, Liam. Uh, it's uh, Charlie's brother. Yes. Yes. So, Come on. They know who Liam is, Chris. Well, I'm just saying for people that don't know, you know, you gave contact info for people that don't know. That's true. So. I'm sorry. Anyway. So Liam, uh, it's a good name. It's a strong name. Is it short for anything, or is it just Liam? Uh, Liam Atholomew? <laughs> okay. All right. I Yes, I, I yes I buy that. I don't know. I believe you. You do? Yes. Okay. All right. And um, that does it for well, at least this portion of our feedback. Uh, now we have a special treat in store for you. Um, Ms. Wendy, who is the co-host of the Lost Revisited Now podcast, mm-hmm. and also runs a Lost-themed blog, which you can find at, I believe the URL the URL is mswendy.wordpress.com? That is correct. Okay. She, uh, she recorded a song, uh, a parody of... Uh, nice. What is the original song, Chris? <clears throat> um, she says that this parody was actually inspired by... Lost Unlocked. By Locktober. Locktober. Yes. And um, she says it's it's kind of like a love letter to Locke, who's the man of faith. And it's based on the number one hit from 62, Johnny Angel. I'm not familiar with the source material. So uh, it was on the Donna Reed shows. Donna Reed show. So you mean you weren't alive in the 60s? No, no. I was not. <laughs> Anyway, I'm looking forward to hearing this. Oh, uh, yes, me too. So uh, let's go ahead and play that. Johnny Angel and uh, by Miss Wendy. Here is Johnny Locke. Johnny Locke, Johnny Locke, Johnny Locke, Johnny Locke. You're a hunter to me. Tingle 
Your, your DJ voice? Yeah. I thought you were going to come in with a Casey Kasem. Oh, no. And that's Johnny Locke by Ms. Wendy, uh, number one. I, I, I can't do a Casey Kasem either, apparently. You can do Regis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any time I alter my voice, it becomes Regis. That, <laughs> yes. Excellent. Love the harmony. Oh, great uh, voice. Brilliant. Well written. I d- think that some of the listeners may have a little trouble hearing the words, so. Uh, she has the lyrics on her site, so fabulous job. Absolutely. Great vocals. They uh, made some vocals from earlier in the show look uh, just second-rate <laughs> terrible. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, she says, I remember in that travel office, found out he's paralyzed with teardrops in my eyes. Other fellows might have given in, but with an orange grin, real walkabout begins. That's, that's great. Very good. Well, yes, well-structured. Yes. Let's listen again here on L-O-S-T. (laughs) (laughs) We'll save it for after the show. Okay, okay. Uh, But Uh, yes, I I cannot thank Ms. Wendy enough. Thank you for sharing that and then allowing us to play it on the show. Yes, definitely. Thank you very much. Uh, In appreciation of Locktober, it was very appropriate. Yes. Uh, Next up, we have a contribution from Anna in Indiana. All right. Uh, She is the host of the Jacob's Cabin podcast. Oh. If you are unfamiliar with it, you can find it on the iTunes Music Store. Jacob's Cabin Podcast. Jacob's Anna. Jacob's Cabin Podcast. She uh, contributes. She sent us a, uh, a a fun recap that she wrote for her podcast after the life and death of Jeremy Bentham aired. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she used it on her show, but she was kind enough to uh, share it with us and us the transcript so we could share it with our listeners on this podcast. Uh, Great October evening. Nice. Um, wow. 
this is amazing. Of course, I haven't read it yet, but um, I kind of hear I'm flattered. She says uh, she'd like to hear you guys bring the words to life. I don't do that to words. <laughs> It'd be nice to you know kind of bring the words to life with background music and the effects oh, yeah. and everything. We haven't done that before, haven't we? Yeah, that would be cool. We should uh, really nice. We should do the Lucas thing and then go back and do the special edition. Yes. In which uh, Han shoots. Well, this is the life and death of Jeremy Bentham recap. But, Second. Huh? Sorry. Um, when which... Um, no. Uh, called Diary of a Wheelchair. Ooh. So, shall I begin? Please. Uh, yes, I, I am on the edge of my seat. I, All right. I must hear this. Sit down for a story time here. Gather round, children. As John Locke writes, or the wheelchair writes... Right? Yes. Okay. The wheelchair. The, the wheelchair. diary of the of wheelchair. wheelchair. <laughs> How does a wheelchair voice sound? I, um, Dear diary. Do you, do you know um, uh, the Dick Van Dyke character in Mary Poppins? Dick Van Dyke? You know the character? Dick, yeah, in Mary Poppins. Are you familiar with. Uh, I'm familiar with Dick Van Dyke. The, 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 the chimney sweep oh, character? Oh, Bert. Was that his name? Yes. I, I imagine that voice. <laughs> what? <laughs> As the wheelchair? Yeah, sure. Okay. You walked into that one. I don't know if you want to do that voice. I, I think I think I'd rather use the voice of remember the rifleman? No. I don't remember the <laughs> rifleman. Black and white uh T V show? No. Okay. I do not recall this. Well we'll, we'll look at that. Anyway, let's continue. <laughs> yes, back back to the subject at hand. Diary of a wheelchair. Clear that voice. Too much trick or treat candy. You mean October candy. <laughs> Dear Diary, what an interesting few days I've had. Honestly, I've lost track of how many days have gone by, but it's been long enough for me to travel uh, to from, from some desert-filled African country. I had been in a medical supply store in Tripoli, just sitting between the oxygen tanks and the walkers, praying for change. I'd been there for months before that tall man with concave cheeks purchased me. On my way out the door, I caught a glimpse of myself in the glass door. I'm quite the handsome black wheelchair, if I do say so myself. Those red crossbars between, beneath my seat, they do tend to give me a somewhat ominous look. Maybe that's what made the bald guy with a broken leg look at me with such suspicion. And I dare say, spite... Anyhow, at present, we're, we're traveling. So I am in the back of an SUV with plenty of time to write down my thoughts. Oh, wait, I, I think we're pulling up to an airport now. Dear Diary, yours truly is becoming quite the world traveler. In the past few days, we've traveled so much that I haven't had the opportunity to write. But after a layover in Europe, we ended up in the Dominican Republic for a few days and then on to the Big Apple. Yes, New York City. Oh, there's nothing quite like the big city. We didn't do much sightseeing, but just being there was good enough for me, dear diary. The people watching is fantastic. My broken-legged passenger seemed to just be interested in people watching, too. But then, one of the people recognized him, and they had a nice little chat, after which we left town but I haven't gotten ahead of myself, and I haven't said anything about La Repubblica Dominicana, a lovely yet rustic place, and again, 
my bald passenger met with someone who seemed to be an old friend, although they did not talk for very long. However, my passenger always talks with such feeling, with such earnestness. I believe he must have the very best intentions. I try to be the best, most helpful wheelchair that I can be. Squeak, squeak. <laughs> no, I, I put that in there. Um, and I know he must appreciate it, though he never says so. But I believe we are becoming the best of friends. Oh. The page turned. Okay. You do right. that again? I think once was enough. Sound like a fire. <laughs> Dear Diary, ah, oh, the West Coast. I thought our other destinations were wonderful, but this, this is a sort of paradise. The scenery, at least, is wonderful, although the people we visited haven't been so welcoming, but a very pretty woman seemed on the verge of tears when we visited her, and the big guy with curly hair ran away from us in obvious distress. I hope it wasn't something I did. Oh, dear. Do you remember that scene? Yes, of course. <laughs> Great scene. Who was the uh, woman on the verge of tears? It would have to be Kate. Yeah. Yes. But who was the big guy with the curly hair? <laughs> I don't know. Did he have a could, Mr. Could, Cluck's hat? Could be almost anyone. <laughs> Dear Diary. Oh, wait. Dear Diary, I am confused and sad. We visited a gravesite which seemed very significant to my broken-legged passenger and moved me almost to tears. Suffice it to say, I was already in such an emotional state that when the tall man with concave cheeks, got shot just after he placed me in the trunk of the car. I burst into tears and cried so hard I barely noticed when we got into a horrible traffic accident. My paint got scratched a little, and it hurt. <laughs> but that was nothing compared to what my poor passenger went through. Yikes. <laughs> the... Concave cheek. <laughs> That's good, isn't it? That's Mr. Abaddon. Abaddon. Uh, I can just picture that cheeks going in. Yes, turn the uh, the book. Or Dear the campfire. diary. <laughs> it is with the heaviest of hearts I write my final entry. Diary should be lighthearted and interesting, yet my life seems to be wrought with pain and difficulties. My dear, beloved, bald-headed, broken-legged passenger was murdered, and this was after he almost committed suicide. While I looked on and could do nothing, nothing! Oh, <laughs> oh dear diary, I felt so helpless. I tried to yell, but barely a squeak issued from my well-oiled wheels. And then that malicious man came in, pretended to be friendly towards my bald passenger, may he rest in peace, and strangled him. Then he sprayed me down with some noxious... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not really laughing, but it's... I am laughing. No doubt, toxic cleaning solution, and left me to stare at my passenger's sad shadow cast against the wall. Oh, dear diary, what shall I do? I have nothing left to live for. What a diary. Uh, it's powerful. 
quite, quite, the, ain't it quite the life the wheelchair led. You know, I. W- would you like to learn the continuing adventures of the wheel, of the wheelchair? This wouldn't do justice to add music and an ambience. This really needs video. Really, video. Because yeah. mm-hmm. you could see the chairs, see the people, and you would only hear the wheelchair's thoughts as he wrote them down. Oh, that that could be. Yeah, I can see that. That'd I can see really that working nice. out. That could be powerful. Yeah, but what's the continuing story, Brian? I mean, I I don't I don't want to ruin it, because everybody knows the wheelchair will be a central character in season six. Revived? Yes. Well, the wheelchair never died. Oh, I don't know. It got sprayed down with some noxious fumes there. Ah, you're right. <laughs> and it, it, it was no doubt toxic, so... Yeah. I think the wheelchair will come back thanks to White Smoke. <laughs> oh, yeah, the smoke monster. White Smoke. Oh, because, okay, two monsters. All exactly. Right. Okay. All right. Well done. I can buy that. Um, Anna... Really appreciate that. Yes, thank you, Anna, for sharing that wonderful, wonderfully well-written I recap with us. Couldn't even do it justice. So creative. And uh, speaking of creative things, we have more poetry from Eve Phoenix. If you recall, last podcast we had the ABCs of Lost. Oh. And this episode we have the ABCs of Locke. Yeah. <laughs> Locke deserves all letters. Yes. So it's like the ABCs of Lost, but no doubt better. I'm ready. Okay. Um, shall we alternate lines here? Okay. Okay. Just to make sure we don't get the alphabet, you know, mixed up. Okay, yes. I shall start. Are you going to say like A and then read the line, or we I just have, read I, the line? I think I'm going to read the line one time through. Okay. Albert was there on the day that he was born. Ben later tried to kill him twice, but felt very torn. Cooper stole his kidney and then pushed him out a window, too. Don't you ever tell him what he can't do. Everything happens for a reason, don't you know? For he's a man of faith, and that's the way he'll go. God couldn't see the island, but that's where they had to be. He had to die to bring them back. What a tragedy. Oh, the rhyming's great. It is, isn't it? <laughs> uh, it took a donkey wheel to show him what his life was really for. Jacob was the only one who really knew the score. Kimi tried to kill him, but Ben had his back. Locke had to lead the others while Ben went on the attack. Many tried to slay him, but in the end, they failed. No one could beat Locke. In comparison, all others paled. Only now he could be gone for good, and what does that mean? Perhaps he could come back for real and steal another scene. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm tearing up. Uh, Quit knocking Locke and telling me he's just a pawn. Richard told him he's special. That's the lot he's drawn. Season six is far away. I can't wait till then. To find out what the Locke-alike is up to. Maybe he'll kill Ben. Until that day. I'll just remember him for the days of old. Very creepy with an orange. But oh, what tales he told. When he fell out of the storage box and onto the island sand. Xylophones played in my head. I didn't understand. (laughs) That is confusing. Uh, You can't tell me he's really gone. That I don't buy. Zombies might try to kill him off, but in my heart lock, you'll never die. 
Excellent. Wow. Well done. Nice. Thank you for sharing. The ABCs of Locke. I really enjoyed that. Hey, could this be a tradition for every podcast? I I ask Eve Phoenix. I We not... recap not only in 15 seconds. <laughs> oh. We recap so with you, the alphabet. You want to do the ABCs of every episode? The ABC recap. The ABCs of Stranger in a Strange Land. <laughs> I'll get to work on that one immediately. The ABCs of Life and Death of Jeremy Bentham. That could be good. That could work. But you don't think it could work for every show? Like the Glass Ballerina? Yeah, no. I couldn't see that happening. How about the ABCs of... Huh? Hmm? ABCs of... Question mark? Yes, of course. Everybody knows that's what you mean when you go, hmm? (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And... You got some more feedback from a well-known... Contributor. It's a, a legend among the community. Uh, the the king of the lost and locked forums. Yes. Anton Bruckner. A B. Exactly. More alphabet. <laughs> and, oh, oh, and Anton. Anton says, Bruckner contributes. Okay. Take, daily. Okay. Take every it, time. Take it one step further. What? Well, you know, A B C D E. Go ahead. You can go through the alphabet. I know oh, you can. Yeah, I was starting to, but... Uh, I was hoping you just... Anton Bruckner contributes daily? Every, every time? time? Okay, one more. For guests? Hey. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I just know. <laughs> uh, let, oh, us, let us stop now. That's good. It, it is good. I did yeah. IJK. I just know. Mm, I know. I Yeah, I picked up on that. Okay. Low. Look. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> Me. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Onward, Mr. Bruckner says, <laughs> the following is my humble submission for Locktober. Yes. A lock haiku. A lock who? A lock who. Like who? Exactly. <laughs> the lock haiku. <clears throat> I like this. Uh, wh- a haiku is three stanzas? Three lines? Yes. With and then how many how many syllables on the top line? Like six. Okay. Then on the second line is it like nine? Seven. Seven. I'm not familiar with how five words. Something. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Read. I <laughs> shall read the lock haiku. Lock in the coffin. That's why it's called sacrifice. Lock Cooper Jabba. <laughs> That's good, right? Well, Brian, it's pretty deep. <laughs> just, just I, I, I think know. I think we should I think we should leave five <laughs> seconds of silence. Yes, that's what I was fixing to say. Just to, just to let the listeners give that the thought it deserves. When I read a haiku, yes. it's like very solemn and somber and silent. The three S's. Yes, of course. So I can reflect on the seriousness. <laughs> I'm not even trying to use S, because. Uh, they're like very deep, so that that's that is deep. It is, the, but the the final word I think throws everyone off. Jabba. <laughs> Jabba, can you tell us the significance? Well, uh, well, I mean, my my assumption would be that um, the uh, the the manner in which Anthony Cooper was killed, uh, Sawyer uh, choked him with the chain, and it was very reminiscent of. The death of Jabba the Hutt in Empire, not Empire, in Return of the Jedi. Okay. And actually... Um, it's not because Sawyer called Hurley? 
No, no, I don't think so because then Locke actually died in a similar manner when he was killed by Ben. Yeah. In that in that instance, Ben was pay, uh, playing the Princess Leia character. Hmm. Yes. So. Well, do you think that? Okay, uh, you're talking about being killed by Ben by an extension cord. Yes. Uh, you think you could rhyme that? Something, something, something. Ben killed Locke with an extension cord. No. No. I don't think I can. No. I know who did, though. Really? Yes. The uh, lock rap. Oh. Did that quite successfully. Are we we doing the transition right now? I think we should. It was so seamless, but then I brought it up. (laughs) Thanks to Anton Bruckner, who we just segued right into this, where uh, if you listen, you'll hear Locke's... Life pretty much summed up. Yeah, well, the yeah the entire Locke storyline. Let me give a little bit of background on this first. Yeah. Uh, this is you, you may have already heard this. It's a fairly popular video among the community. Um, it was first shown to me by friggin' Italian listener of the show. Uh, it's two guys, Dustin and Aaron, and they made this Locke rap and they posted it on YouTube. And I wrote them and said, "Hey, that's really cool. Can we play it on our Locke podcast?" And they wrote back and said, sure. So Excellent. Without further ado, The Lock Rap. By Dustin and Aaron.
you know how Stephen Hawking feels. 26 inch rims, he's rolling straight to the bottom. Fake hope dreams, our boy locks but got him. Cursed by fate and plagued by doubt. What else to do? Go on a walk about. They obviously did a great job. If you'd like to send them feedback on their work, yes, uh, lockrap at gmail.com. John Locke. I'm sure they'd love to hear from you. <laughs> uh, you wish he was your dad? Sure. Why not? You know, I got to thinking, what if John Locke was really my dad? I think he'd be cool, Dad. He'd play games and show you how to do things. But then you might look at your dad and think, man, my dad's a loser. No. No. Well, that's just... I'm not saying that that's good. I'm saying that's tragic because yeah. everything of Locke is tragic. He is, yes. He is. So his own kid might think, my dad's a loser. It's tragic. <sighs> that would fit in with, yeah, that would fit in with the character. <laughs> oh, John Locke. Excellent lyrics. Uh, yes, and it had auto-tuning, so Chris loved it automatically. <laughs> it's his favorite thing ever. Auto-tune. Uh, nice production value. Good job, guys. Yes, absolutely. It just uh, Ms. Wendy, Dustin, and Aaron capped off Blocktober. Excellent. Uh, yes, this is perhaps our most musical episode yet. It's really hard to think of what could really, you know, outdo the show uh, thus far. Uh, yes. What? Yeah. I mean, it just keeps getting better and better. Better and yeah. What would be the uh, what would be like the cherry on top of the Blocktober Sunday? Um, having John Locke in the studio. Hey, Terry, welcome. Come on in. Oh, sorry, Brian. Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah this this would be the October to to pull a crazy stunt like that. Oh, that would be nice. But, you know, almost as good. We have a, a very, a very wonderful piece from two of the, 
uh, highest ranked contributors of the show. Oh, wow. I have imaginary ranks for contributors. Another piece. Uh, yes. So, uh, mythic contributors, Molten Panther and ICLTN. Uh, last year, they sent in a, uh, a parody piece, I suppose. Are we being po- po- parodied? Maybe. I don't know. They're poking fun at something. Somebody? Maybe. <laughs> Uh, they sent us a short mini podcast ca- called Lock Unlost. Who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> Molten Panther, ICLTN. Oh, is that what you call her? Sure, ICLTN? yes. ICLTN? Ice. Ice. Yes, That's Ice. That's right. Did you give her that nickname? Uh, ben did, or you? I forget. It, it, it happened during a podcast, a roundtable. When I wasn't I forget here. the origin. I wasn't here, I think. You did yeah, the yeah, you did the roundtable, weren't you? Yeah, the only Chrysalis podcast. And uh, yeah, we called her Ice. So Ice and Multi, Molten Ice, Ice and Melt. I don't know. I I looked. I'm looking forward to this because last year was hilarious. Yes. I can only guess what they're going to do this time. I've heard hints of it, yeah, and we, I'm really we, scared. Yeah, to be yeah, we haven't listened to it yet. Oh yeah, I haven't heard it. So yet. we're going to listen to it for the first time here on the air. Now we heard the first couple seconds to make sure we downloaded it and it worked, and the audio levels seemed good, but we have not heard this. Uh, so this is a first. Yes. So I yes, I'm very excited. So uh, I'm looking forward to lock, unlost. Welcome to Lock Unlocked, a podcast dedicated to John Locke on ABC's hit show, Lost. I used to be ICLTN, or ICE, but I'm here to let the whole world know that my name is now legally Helen. Why Helen? Well, see, I tried changing my name to John so I could be just like Locke, but then I realized that's a man's name and... People kept giving me weird looks when I had to like fill out forms and sign checks and stuff. You you so... aren't you aren't a man? No. Oh. Someone should have told me. Thanks for that. Anyway, so um then I decided to change my name to Helen because um Locke was kind of, you know, into Helen and now that he knows that my name is Helen, he will totally like want me because I'm like way prettier than her anyway. He, he will really. You think that'll work? Yeah. Well, you know, except for that whole that whole issue with the restraining order. But you know, he could get that canceled. You. That's been in effect for at least a year so far. When does it expire? Um. He actually had it extended for about 20 years, just in case, or at least that's what he said. I mean, I don't really know why that's necessary, but whatever. I, I can see his point of view. I, I can find a way around it. I can find my loophole. Oh. By the way, thanks for not introducing me. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Well, sorry. This is Molten Panther, who also changed his name to Helen. You did not. Okay, you caught me. I'm just Molten Panther, or Multi, or sometimes the Maltese Falcon. Um, I'm pretty sure no one's ever called you that by yourself. Humphrey Bogart would call me that. Yeah, if he was alive. Like Locke. Oh, don't even say that. You're gonna make me totally sad now. I can't help it. I can't believe that they killed him off. He was they, he was dead in the coffin at the end of one season. And then he's alive again for the, during the season. And we think, yay, he's back. And then at the end, we see that he's really, really dead. 
I know. It's like an emotional roller coaster. Seriously, what are they trying to do to us? I have to go to two therapists now. Whoa. Anger management? No, depression. Oh. That's not very locky enough. Yeah, well, I, I would go to anger management, you know, just to be more like Locke. But, um, well, I actually tried that for a while, and they kicked me out because I kept claiming that my kidney was stolen, and they found out it actually wasn't, so they kind of, you know, wouldn't let me come back. How'd they find that out? Um, I don't know. They got a court order and went through my medical history. And you have a problem with people getting court orders against you. I know. I'm just a rebel. What can I say? I have a record. <laughs> wow. I'm dangerous. Dang. I'm dangerous like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Anyway, Lock News. Lock News. Um, well, because of the whole restraining order thing, I kind of haven't been able to get as close to Terry O'Quinn as... Who? I... Who's that? I mean, Lock. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Lock. You know, his alter ego, Terry O'Quinn, you know, the street name he happens to go by when he's out in the world. Yeah, so because of the whole restraining order thing, I haven't been able to get as close as I'd like. Although I have bought some high-powered binoculars, which have been extremely helpful. Ooh, anything dirty? <laughs> um, no. I didn't mean, like, dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you get any dirt on them. Well, yeah, that would have been a better way to phrase that. Um, I did see him going into, um, this restaurant, but then I got kind of excited and I tried to go in after him and then they kicked me out and took my binoculars away, so I haven't really seen anything since then. Oh, well, I don't have a restraining order. But I still haven't been able to get close enough to get anything of him. I've been so busy with everything else. I'm so sorry. What else have you been busy with that's possibly more important than following Locke around? Doing other Locktivities. What? Locktivities. Lock activities. Locktivities? That is the best word ever. I'm going to use that all the time now. Best Thanks. word ever. Anyway, other locktivities like attacking boars, cooking them, burning polar throwing bears, knives. Yeah, throwing knives, finding hatches, stuff like that. Because Locke's totally manly. Oh, definitely. How manly is he? I would say he's manlier than Chuck Norris. I would agree with that statement, actually. I would say he's manlier than Charles Nelson Riley. I have no idea who that is, but okay. I know. You're too young. <laughs> young? Excuse me? I am older than you. Who? I already referenced Humphrey Bogart and Charles Nelson Riley. Anyway, Lock in 15. It's your year this time. Oh, Lock in 15. Oh, yeah, it's my year since you did it last year. By the way, listeners, I apologize for the very long delay. We've been bit very busy with our locktivities and lock zocking. Yeah, because it takes up a lot of our time. Like, seriously, some people say that I need to get a life, but... I say that Locke is my life, so, you know, this stuff is really important to me, and I take it really seriously, and we really wanted to podcast for you guys, but, you know, we just had some things come up in our personal lives, like, you know, my whole court injunction and all that kind of thing, so, but here we are, coming back to you in the month of Locktober, no less, 
the best month of the year. Okay, so it is your year because I did an incredible last year. Now, do you think you'll be able to get season five in there in addition to the last four seasons? Um, I think I can. Okay. Ready, set, ding! Amazing leader, undead, special, bald, awesome, knife-throwing genius that should rule the lost island. Ding, 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 ding! Boom. That was imp- how, how? How'd you do that? I don't know, I just come up with this stuff. You even got the part about undead in there, which we don't know is true because all we know is that he's dead. Um, except it totally is true because there's no way he's actually dead because if he was, I don't even want to think about that right now. You know, I wouldn't watch the show. He can't be dead because you saw him with your binoculars the other day. You're right, and obviously he was totally fine and going to a restaurant and everyone knows that dead people don't go to restaurants. So, yeah, take that, producers. Didn't Bernie go to a restaurant at some point in Weekend of Bernie's? Um, we're not going to talk about that. Or am I thinking about Ghost? I don't know. I haven't fire? seen either one. Finding Nemo? <laughs> we're just throwing out random movies now? <laughs> Those last two, I don't think had dead people in them, so never mind. How about Lock Predictions? Yes, let's get back on track here. We need to talk about the important thing, which is obviously Lock. Lock. You should have played Mrs. Doubtfire. You should have. You should play every character ever because he's the best. Except Jack, because Jack is lame. Yeah, so anyway, I predict that Locke will be alive once again, just like he was the first time after, you know, that whole awful coffin incident. Because I don't care how many crates they throw him out of, which, by the way, I was very offended at, by the way, who is just going to roll Locke? body onto the sand. I mean, that's so totally disrespectful. They should tenderly pick him up and lay him down on a beach blanket. Or a bed of rose petals. Ooh, a bed of rose petals. You're very romantic for you, Helen. Well, for my prediction, I think that Locke will be manlier than he has ever been, ever. Um, I think that's a pretty solid prediction, because Locke is pretty much the most manly man ever. What's the manliest thing you can think of? Um, growing a beard while eating a steak, while rustling a bear, while driving a monster truck, all with your bare hands. Wow, that's exact. I can see Locke doing that, actually. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have seen him do that. I'm pretty sure I wish I had seen him do that. Yeah, Why I didn't you tell me? Because I just lied just now. I never saw him do it. Oh, lame. Fail. But I did see someone who looked a lot like Locke drinking some Venom energy drink. Oh, that's really manly. You have to be manly to drink flavors like Mojave Rattler or Killer Taipan or Venom Bite. You do. I could never drink that. I don't know anyone who could unless they were super manly. I'm pretty sure drinking that would give you a deeper voice. It's so manly. I think it might, and not drinking it would cause you to play organ sounds. I'm not saying people who don't drink it aren't manly. They just aren't super manly. Oh, right. Um, Locke is manlier than Batman. No, he's not. Locke is Batman. God, you didn't know that? Oh, right. I'm sorry. How did I forget about that? Uh, 
Locke is so manly, I bet he could beat Saeed, Kimi, Sawyer, Ben, and Jack in a potato sack race. Blindfolded. With both of his legs tied to someone else's legs. I heard he was also once a lumberjack with Wolverine. And he beat Wolverine up. As a lumberjack? Yes. Don't lumberjacks wear women's clothing? What? I'm pretty sure I heard a skit about that. Might have been someone named, like, Monty Rattler or something. Something with a snake. Monty Mamba? Mamba Python. Anyway, the lock quote of the year. Oh yeah, lock quote of the year. I'm really excited about this. Crazy people don't know they're going crazy. They think they're getting insane. Um, that quote is such an amazing quote. I mean, talk about telling it like it is. Who else could do that but John Locke? Jack? No. Kate? No. Locke totally pones Jack in every way. But how does this quote compare to last year's quote? Oh, the chicken one? Well, that one kind of inspired me to make a major life change. So, I don't know. It's a close tie. How's that one going for you, by the way? Oh, really good. I'm I'm actually a member of the I Love Chicken Club now, and, um... We have meetings monthly at KFC. It's great. Wow. I didn't know such thing existed. Yeah, you should totally join. We get coupons. Coupons? For KFC? Yeah. Are we just corporate sellouts now? Um, no. I mean, the podcast doesn't get coupons. The, the I Love Chicken group does. Okay. Although, if KFC wanted to sponsor us, I can't say I would be entirely opposed to that. <clears throat> maybe if we got, you know, the ding-dongs or diapers maybe to sponsor us. Not just for babies. <laughs> right. I think somebody else might actually have the corner on that market. Who? Who else would think of such an amazing idea like that? Um, possibly a little podcast called Lost uh, Unlocked. Uh, 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 censored? Who? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> There's no such thing as Lost Unlocked. Are you kidding me? The first rule of Lost Unlocked is you don't talk about Lost Unlocked. Oh well, how can we talk about them last year then? We didn't. We even gave out their phone number. We gave. Oh, we broke the first rule of Lost Unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we fail. Oops. We're sorry, Chris and Brian, whoever you are. Ooh, it's not ooh. that you have names. It's not that those what? are your names. <laughs> I think their names are Hans and Homburg. They bought the podcast. Oh, you're right. I forgot about that. Jeez, forgot about their corporate takeover. Yeah, man, these, these economic times, they're tough, let me tell ya. Podcasts are going down left and right, being bought out by corporations. Oh, that was, that's, that, isn't that the 100% spoiler podcast? Oh yeah, I think it is. We don't listen to it anymore because it makes us cry. We don't like spoilers. I bet if one of them drank Venom, that person is Lost Fan 108. I bet so. Anyway, we got kind of off track. How about... Fan feedback. Oh, fan feedback. I hope it's better this year, because remember last year that huge jerk who called in and said Lockless Lane? Oh, she was such a that witch. That made me so mad, so I really hope this is a good feedback. I'm excited to hear it. Let's listen to that call. Hello, Molten Panther, nice CLTN. Big fan of the show. 
you do great work, I tell you, but you don't update nearly enough. It's been, what, like a year since your last show? I, I got to say, I need more podcast. More podcast. Also, what is the big deal with this Locke character? I mean, he's okay, I guess. But why give him his own month of the year dedicated to him? Well, what's next? Faraday Simber? Anyway, big fan of the show. Keep up the good work. Do-do-do-do. Well, thank you, um, caller who didn't mention your name. Um, we are sorry that it's been almost a year since we've updated. I mean, like we said before, we were really busy and we had a lot of, you know, block activities going on. So, I'm sure you'll understand. But, um, yeah. How can you think Locke isn't awesome enough to have his own month? I mean, seriously. Um, Helen, what, what are you talking about, unnamed caller? That was Christopher freaking Walken. Oh, really, was it? Well, I'm honored, Mr. Walken. Thank you for gracing our podcast with your feedback. His voice sounded a little bit lower than usual, but I think I think that's because he has a fever. Doo-doo-doo-doo! <laughs> we actually have a celebrity listening to our show. He could be an N with Locke. Oh my gosh, you're right. That's such a good idea. Um, dude, we need the hookup, okay? So, if you would like to help us out at all, I kind of have a restraining order issue. But, perhaps you could work on getting that removed. Or, you could email us at lockunlost at gmail.com. That is again, lock. With an E, just like the character John Locke. Listen. Unlocked. I, I, did I say character? Totally did not mean that. What? I did Character? Who's a character? I don't even know what I'm saying. Whoa, yo, Um, everything's crazy. (laughs) Um, yeah, anyway. Locke, L-O-C-K-E, unlocked, at com. Hit us up. Let us know what's bacon with bacon. It's the strawberry of meats, I hear. I heard that exact same thing somewhere. When I was at the Oklahoma State Fair, looking for Locke, of course, I called it the Locklahoma State Fair. They had chocolate-covered bacon. <gasps> that sounds like the best thing ever. Almost as good as Locke. Almost. I bet Locke is so manly he would eat it. I bet he would. I'm sure he would. I bet Locke would win every carnival game without even trying. Mm-hmm. He's I bet if Locke tried that thing where you hit the, uh, where you hit the, <laughs> I have no idea how to describe it. You know that thing where you hit the mallet on the thing and the thing goes up to the other thing? Yeah, I'm pretty sure if Locke tried that, he would hit the thing so hard that the other thing would fly off the top and go into space. Like a Popeye cartoon? Yes, Locke is way better than Popeye though. I'm pretty sure Locke could beat up Popeye. And we've come full circle because Robin Williams played Mrs. Doubtfire and Popeye. In Popeye. What? In what? They made a live action movie and Robin Williams played Popeye. I think you're missing the point here. That Locke is the manliest man of all men. Wow. I'm pretty sure that Locke could even conquer the Dark Lord Sauron with his eyes closed. With Sauron's one eye closed? No, with Locke's eyes closed. Okay, does Sauron get to keep his eye open? Yes, that's all he has. Okay, yeah, alright, that's fair then. If Locke was in Lord of the Rings, there would have only been one movie, and it would only be five minutes long. 
because Locke would just take the ring and destroy it with his mental powers. Or he would take the ring, he would call the smoke monster, jump on its back, and ride his way to Sauron. Uh-huh, and then he would just ride it to Mount Doom and throw it in. Yep, see, easy. Locke is something he could beat up Voldemort with both of his hands tied to his feet. Wow, that, I'm pretty sure he could, even though that sounds a little painful. And uncomfortable. Yes. But he could do it. Oh, sorry. He could. He could beat up you-know-who. Oh, right. Why'd you say his name? Crap! I didn't mean to, I'm just a mere muggle. We've gone off track again, haven't we? We have. More contact. You can also contact, well, not us. We only have email. You can contact a podcast we aren't allowed to name that we mentioned earlier. Although the podcast has nothing to do with he who must not be named. Just to clarify. There is no Voldemort in that podcast. You can email them at lostandlocked at gmail.com. Their phone number is... One seven seven zero I land E Y E L A N D. That phone number is seven seven zero three nine three. Looking it up on my cell phone. Five two six three. Yes, what he said. Or you could join their C box and talk with us. Because yeah, we're because cool. we're totally moderators. Because we're awesome. Yeah, even though we're not at all associated with that podcast. No, not at all. We just happened to be, you know, moderating over their chat box. Yeah. Don't know how that happened. We, we got it for them as a gift, and then we had to moderate, and it's a long, long, complicated story involving munchkins and leprechauns and Oompa Loompas. And Pop-Tarts. And Pop-Tarts. Don't forget the Pop-Tarts. But that's at lostunlocked.cbox.ws or their forum at lostunlocked.proboard.com. Or join their Facebook group at go to Facebook and search for Lost Unlocked. And you can also check out their blog at lostunlocked.blogspot.com. I think they're right about how much contact info they have. You're right. We didn't even talk about iTunes. Ah, uh, whatever. You can find them on iTunes. You can't find us on iTunes, but you'll find us. If you yeah. find them, even though we don't talk about it. They have more contact info than Locke has kidneys. They do, but that's because Locke only has one kidney. I wasn't wrong, was I? No. There we go. I think it's time to close out the show. I think so, too. So, thanks for listening to our yearly podcast. We hope you enjoyed it, and hopefully we'll have another one next year. Or maybe before that. Hopefully before that, because I'm pretty sure... The Lost will end soon. Um, that doesn't mean we're gonna stop talking about Locke. I mean, hello, how could we do that? Well, obviously, but, I mean, I don't think Locke and Lost will host us anymore. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So, folks, see you next time on... Lock Unlocked. Hey, that's Lost and Lock music. Shut up. What? Listen to that again. Oh. <laughs> Talked over the best part. It's my favorite part. Uh, what, what do you say after I, such a lengthy, uh, respectful, uh, respectful yeah. recording? It's Lockean. Yes. And they did honor uh, our several activities of the month. Yes, thanks to Helen and 
Maltese Falcon? Maltese Falcon, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, I think uh, we should include his new news bumper. Yes, we should. Yeah, we should cut that out and steal it. Do 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 do. Um, I could sue them though. Well, you know what they say, Chris. Imitation is the sincerest form of plagiarism. Uh, they also say that plagiarism is, is the sincerest form, the of... easiest way to get rich quick when you sue them. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, we should call up our team of lawyers for using. My organ sounds. I will get you! Our, We're they, on it. They said something about people who used organ sounds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he said, uh, Moulton said that Jack was lame. That was, what? Yeah. Yeah, well, he did, didn't he? He that is guy. not participating in the January podcast, Jackuary. Jackuary. I would be down with that. Uh, he is not invited. Because, uh, you know, despite popular belief, I do not hate the character Jack. <laughs> he is currently. He is a needed character. I I will go. I will go one step further. Uh, you know, I hope I'm not out of place on this wonderful October podcast. But I, I think I will say that I think Jack has had by far the most interesting character development over the series. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, he he he's had such an incredible arc. It's like. I can't wait to see what what uh, season six holds for him. I think um, I may be safe in saying this, but I liked Jack early on. Yes. And my appreciation or interest in his storyline depreciated as the seasons came. Exactly, and, and then it's like it hit bottom. It hit rock bottom, and it started coming back it, up. It bounced. It did it's like a dead cat bounce. It's similar to Locke. In respect, at first, um, well, Locke, Locke wasn't even on radar. Well, Locke was on the rise the whole time. Locke has just right. He, he was he, he was at the top, but then he came he broke in through the ceiling. But remember, and we now had like a space. we had a down season. Locke. Well, that that was necessary. He was he was on his way down, but the he, our love for Locke was still on the rise. Yeah. He's, you know, Locke is living out there in a space station talking to Martians <laughs> while every other character is in like a hot air balloon, uh, barely hovering over the ocean. Teaching them how to play chess. Exactly. On a terminal. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, I'd love to see the new musical. Locke, Oklahoma. Please, yes. <laughs> I would like to go with you. Tell me when you go. That, that was actually sung to the Hallelujah Chorus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. But you know the musical Oklahoma? Yes. Okay. I'm familiar. All right. That'd be a nice musical. Back, um, to, back, to, back to Jack. Back to Jack. Season three. Season he hit the bottom. Three. Yes. And then the, the pivotal turning point for the character was the flash forward. Because they played that so well. Um, they played it so well because... It, Are you sure it wasn't the beard? No, well, the beard was good. I like the beard. But they played it well because, you know, the, the episode opened up and there was a lot of build up. Charlie's going to die and they're going to the they're going to the radio station and all this jazz. And then it, it opens up and we're so excited and we see it's a Jack-centric episode. And I instantly lose interest. Like, oh man, another Jack episode. We've seen enough <laughs> of this guy's backstory. Yeah. Why are they going to do this to us for two hours? And then it just completely, it, it was a 180 degree turn because then... Reshaped your thinking. Yeah, because at the end, Jaws on the floor, you, you, you see Jack, he, is, he admits he was wrong. 
He admits all the things it. you did not like about him. Yes, he, that he's always right and he's, you know, he's I, I wrong. like I like broken, uh, beat down Jack with a beard. Very humbling, huh? Yes. Is that something you associate with? Being broke down. I, I don't. Yeah. Let's not take this conversation any further. Okay. In between my love of broken down Jack and then Locke, yeah. who's the the saddest, most tragic character ever. But a great character who, who nonetheless. Else? Let's see who else. Who's like an upbeat character? Hurley. Hurley. I like Hurley. Yeah. Hurley's so happy all the time. <laughs> um. So is Ben. No. He's, he's always smiling. He's creepy. Uh, he's smiling though. Mm. Creepily happy. Hmm. And Aaron is always happy. Yes, Aaron is always happy. <laughs> Except um, when he's sad. Uh, speaking, they... they uh, these. I have not said lock, anything about Lock and Lost. I, lock I, I don't lost. want that to be misinterpreted as a bad thing. I am just quite literally speechless because we did not listen to it beforehand. Yeah. Like, what do I... I, I, think, I think I'm honored. I think so. <laughs> I, I'm offended. What? I'm honored and... Def- I... Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm going to uh, just sit back and enjoy my Venom energy drink while you continue oh, speaking. Okay. Is it like someone hugged you and then slapped you, or they slapped you and then hugged you? I don't. Maybe it was like one swift motion. I'm not even <laughs> sure what happened. A slap hug. Yeah, slap hug. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, they seem to be on a roll. They're putting out podcasts once every year. So yes. Yes. why break some this yeah. tradition? Yeah, why break the tradition? Uh, Moulton said that they would not be host on our podcast next October, but... Mm, they do bring up a good point. Uh, we kind of discussed this earlier in the podcast already, which brings us full circle. Yes, We weren't sure if this was the last. Uh, yeah. Now it is... Is it? It's, mm. It is in regards to new content for the show. Well, not really, because next year we'll have a whole season of Locke to talk about. A so whole. We, we, we will talk about the conclusion of Locke. Yes. So that is exciting in many different ways. You know what? We need to do at least one more. I at least one more. think so. No matter where we are, what we're doing. No matter what part of the world we're at, we'll, we'll fly back to the studio. I, from my humble home in Tokyo, Japan. You, from, you know, your place in Canada. You <laughs> like to chill. I think there will always be time for what we call La 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 October. La 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 yeah. October. Yeah. for me, October for you. Yes. No, let's uh, stop it now. Okay. Let's not go any further. <laughs> uh, I liked it, Brian. Very, very good. Let's not talk about it. Uh, background vocals there. Yeah, who was that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> mm. he, he sounded like a handsome devil. Uh, lock on lost. Hand it to you. Good content. Well Excellent. done. Yes. Well done. I'm embarrassed. I'm flattered. Yeah, yes. I'm mad. Are you? <laughs> I'm pleased. Uh, I think you're confused. <laughs> uh, that's just like you. You said you didn't know whether to be offended or honored. No, they did a great job. I am I'm honored. Okay. Nice job, folks. Appreciate the... Uh, the time and effort you put into that. Um, I don't know whether to call you Ice or Helen. Moltenese Panther Falcon. <laughs> He's Helen too. MP Molten Ben. <laughs> Helen too. Yes. Yeah. Oh, is that Helen or Helen two? H two. 
I, that's I a good question. I think that should be the cliffhanger for next Lock and Lost. I like Ice. Like I like the right? nickname Ice. Oh, the nickname. I thought you were talking yeah. about frozen water because <laughs> yes. it's good. No. It keeps your drink cool. <laughs> uh, you know, it does other things. I can't really think of anything. You can skate on it. Um, yeah, that's about it. And uh, my organ sounds. I uh, I think there's some payback coming. Okay, all right. Well, it's yeah, on the maybe. way. Maybe, perhaps. <laughs> so, okay, pretty much wrapping up. We've had a nice uh, sit-down session, Brian, you and I here. Yeah, we've had fun. Um, <laughs> kind of going through the feedback. I, absolutely. I'd like to take this final opportunity to just say thank you so very much, everybody who sent in anything whether it be song, poem, uh, mini podcast, email, haiku. Yes. I could list people. I, I, I'm afraid I'd forget someone. I almost wondered if, being the special October it is, um, you know, in past Octobers, should we play content that could very well be traditional? You know, like um, He's Lock. Yeah. Well, Instead of She's Lump? Well, that'd be like a rerun. We don't want to... No, maybe we'll do that next we'll year. We'll save it for the clip show. The clip for show. For the Locktober retrospective. That's nice. Yes. So, any any last words about... Um, yes. I have final words. You always have final uh, words about, about Lock. Lock. Something I wanted to talk about earlier. Couldn't really find the time. <laughs> okay. Um, now Now's the time. Uh, final words. Uh, scenes between Jack and Locke. Are always great. They they are they are the the best. They are the strongest, most emotional scenes uh, put on film for the show. So that that said, last year we only had one scene with both Jack and Locke. It was Locke confronting Jack at the hospital after his crash. Like, oh, you need to go back. Oh, you know. Yeah. Yes, your dad. I, I saw your dad. He was there. <laughs> and then, what? And it was good. It was a good scene, as they always are. But I cannot stand the thought that that may be the final Jack Lock scene. Ooh. I think we need at least one more. We we need one I, more. We we need we need some conflict resolution between these two guys. I hope there will be. I think there will be when Lock is back. You know, back from the dead again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just wanted to throw that out there. I know it's kind of semi nonsensical, but so um, last scene, season five. Yes. Where are Locke and Jack now? Locke, of course, is has a body on the beach in a box, but his body—I don't know—the fake body is being used by the nemesis inside the statue. Yeah, a replica body. And Jack is—he's back in 1977. Back in, yeah. You think they'll see each other? I, I think they'd have to. I don't. I, I'm still really on the fence on if they're going to do some kind of alternate timeline. I, I really truly believe that something changed when they set off the bomb, because otherwise it seems kind of pointless if they don't at least explore that route. I think uh, you hit a key word there. Change. Okay. Did something change? That's the big question. Yes. Did it change things? Therefore, the first episode could very well be named Change. Can you spare some change? No, change we can believe in. Change for a dollar. (laughs) Change we can believe in. 
I like God Help Us All. <laughs> that I'm sticking with that title guess. Okay. God okay. Help Us All. That was my previous guess. You have stuck with it. Yes. Yeah. I'm probably wrong, but... Well... Them's the bricks. Locke, we hope we get to see a nice resolution where a new future does exist for you, where you do not become Mr. Tragedy. Right? Yeah, yes, definitely. Agreed. Uh, and Jack? Up to, I, I'm ready. Now Now that I just start thinking about it, it just floods my mind only, with... Um, only a few more months, Chris. We are... We are almost there. What's the official month of start date? February? No, nothing's January? been announced. Nothing yet? Just 2010. Oh. So <laughs> early 2010 is the assumption. So January. I, I'm going to say late January. And um, you, you heard it here first. Late January. Late confirmed. January. Late in January. Yes, of course. You think there'll be lost comic books to follow? After the series, I would be shocked if they don't have some kind of lost comic book. Wow. It's like an off, like a side story. Depending upon how the series ends, whether or not it could have some open-endedness? Well, no, no, be, no, not like that, though. Wouldn't that be scary? Not like that, but um, think, <laughs> think of what they tried with Nicky and Paolo. That was a cool idea that didn't work on the show, but I think if after the show's over, if they wanted to do something like that in a comic, I think that could be uh, really... Um, entertaining for the fans. Hmm. Very well. It could. Well, with Locktober wrapping it up, and the Locktober Choir is put back in the box. Yeah, until next year. Until possibly next year. It looks like we'll have to wrap this up and appreciate all the contributions and the fans. Thank and, you, everyone. Uh, we shall look forward to when we sit again, Brian, and rock the mics, where we again open the doors for the podcast known as Lost Unlocked. I'm not lost anymore. La 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 October. <laughs>